Here we are after Labor Day. The summer is winding down and so much still continues the same way it's been for a while now. This has been a real experience for all of us. Our lifestyles have changed dramatically and the way we see the world sometimes has us bouncing around ideas in our own echo chamber appear. We haven't had as many interactions with the outside world, and so at times our experience of the life we're in makes us think of our society as a bit of a rough-and-tumble environment. The world outside our homes has become a great unknown. These are times that solidify for many people many deeply entrenched beliefs that are dividing our communities and tearing them apart from one another. Yes, some of us know our immediate neighbors better now than ever. But our common life as the city of Phoenix, the state of Arizona, as the people who live in the United States, these times of isolation and social distancing have kind of made us, well, accusatory, cold, fearful, lost in our thoughts, hiding onto our own hurts. Is this really how we want to live? In some of my conversations with others, it seems that many people feel that it is just now how it is. There's no way to stop this kind of behavior. It just keeps going, that there's no way to stop it. Kind of like that song from the stage version of The Sound of Music, not the movie, but the theatrical version on stage, when Captain Von Trapp's friends are trying to help him sort out what to think, what to do, what to say. The song says, a crazy planet full of crazy people is somersaulting all around the sky and every time it turns another somersault, another day goes by. And there's no way to stop it. No, there's no way to stop it. No, you can't stop it even if you try. So I'm not going to worry. No, I'm not going to worry every time I see another day go by. No way to stop it? Well, considering the times we're in, having that attitude sets you up for a world where all you can do is isolate, look inwards, say nothing, do nothing, be nothing. Not really very appealing to me. And I would think not very appealing to you either. Jesus comes into our world to give us life and to give us life abundantly, so there's there's definitely got to be a better way. And in today's gospel, we learn all about forgiveness. Peter asked Jesus, if a beloved brother or sister sins against him, how many times must he forgive? Seven times? The number seven was considered a complete number. It was thought seven times should be enough. Seven is the number of days in a week. Seven is the amount of days that it took God to create the world and call it very good and have a little rest in between, too. Yes, seven is a complete number. Enough, right? No, Jesus says, not seven, but 77 times. Some versions say 70 times, seven times. Forgiveness is something that needs to keep going and going and going. Yes, seven is a complete number, but the practice of forgiveness has to go on 
forever in order for it to be fully complete. We mustn't stop. Forgiveness cannot end. And we see Jesus offer a parable to illustrate this. A landowner is settling accounts with his slaves, and the one who owes the most is brought up before him. He can't pay up. He doesn't have it. The landlord wants the slave and his possessions to be sold to pay it off, but the slave pleads with him, mercy. And the landowner takes pity on him and forgives everything. But this same slave decided he was going to settle up too with his subordinates. And instead of forgiveness of debt, he imprisons his subordinate. The landowner finds out about the slave's spirit of unforgiveness and is furious and well, you know the rest of the story. It's so easy for us to be the unforgiving slave right now, isn't it? You might be in this camp. I went into Safeway and that person wasn't wearing a mask. I'm so angry, I want to lash out and scream. Or, my neighbor has a sign up in their yard that deeply offends me. I'm going to sneak over at night and rip it out. Better yet, burn it. Or, our government is making us comply with policies that violate personal freedoms. This is coercion pure and simple. We got to get rid of all the government altogether. We got to stop it. All of these are a little bit out there. Is there no way to stop this? The reality is that when we let the unforgiveness inside of us govern our thoughts, the unforgiveness inside of us turns into actions that might destroy others, but destroy ourselves far worse in the process. We despair, and we think the cycle of craziness is without end, and that there's no way to stop it. There really is something to that line in the Lord's Prayer, Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. There really is something there. Jesus uses a specific word about forgiveness today in this story. He uses a word that is, it's written in Greek originally, aphiemi. That means to untie, to loosen, to let go. It's the same word that Jesus uses in another gospel when Lazarus' his friend, is reawakened from the dead. He says, untie him and let him go. He is now alive again. To forgive is to untie things from our minds, from our hearts, from ourselves. To untie them and let them go, to let God take care of it. When Jesus begins his ministry in Matthew's gospel, the first thing he does is to call people to repent so that they can live again, live into a spirit of forgiveness and practice this forgiveness in everything they do in life. The foundation of the Christian life is forgiveness, accepting forgiveness from God, and at the exact same time, forgiving others over and over and over again. Living in the spirit of forgiveness breaks the cycle of anger. Practicing forgiveness every day takes away our ability to hold on to hate in our hearts. Proclaiming forgiveness to the world restores others and gives them the respect and dignity and the life to fully realize their potential as a human being. And this way of life 
must continue each and every day, forgiving, 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 in order for us to be the hearts and hands and voice and love of Jesus in the world. Untying the hurts of society, unleashing and releasing the debts of those who are held down by society, unbinding the wounds that we have imposed upon one another. This is a life that we are all called to. It starts right here, right now. My friends, the church has to be the leaders of forgiveness in this world. If not us, who? All of us have a role in this work, in this work of proclaiming forgiveness to others so that we can stop the cycle of the status quo, stop the isolation, stop the hatred, stop the loneliness, stop the accusations and the injustices and the society that seems to thrive on being cruel. Forgiveness will release our societal misery. Forgiveness will invite the presence of God into us in a new way. Forgiveness will not only set others free, but will give us freedom we never knew we had. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about every time you see another day go by. Just do it. Practice it. Stop the everyday withholding of love. Stop the blame game. Stop the cruelties and the lack of mercy we feel in our hearts and turn it into forgiveness. Not just a complete seven times, but an infinite 77 times. No way to do this? I'll bet you can. Jesus is alongside you. Give it a try. Recommit to practicing forgiveness actively and see what happens.